Welcome to the Piazza Delivery Boys podcast. Come inside and grab a seat. Before we jump into this episode, we want to thank you for your support. You can catch our podcast on Spotify. And if you like the content that we're delivering on our website, piazzaboys.com, then feel free to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to our email list. Thanks for listening. Enjoy. Hello, welcome back to the Piazza Delivery Boys podcast. This time, we're actually going to talk about baseball because baseball's coming back. Ain't that right, Austin? Maybe. It might come back. Uh, officially, the MLB said they'll be coming back within July. And technically, teams were supposed to report by today, but with coronavirus going on and everything and a lot of players sitting out regardless, I am still tampering my expectations that we will actually have a season. Yeah. The coronavirus is still in the United States is still going up because states opened earlier than they should have. Um, so yeah, we're still skeptical about whether baseball will come back, but the official announcement is that baseball is back. Correct. Third. Very exciting news. But with the new season coming back, that also means there's going to be some new rules that Manfred has established. Good old Manfred. The worst commissioner ever. Ever. Uh, but so let's just, we'll just go through some of the rules so that you guys uh, are ready for the new season. Um, the rules aren't that crazy, except one, one rule, which we'll getting, we'll save that one for last. Which I actually don't know what that rule is. Yes. Austin so. doesn't know, but I know. And I was crazy about it, but we'll start with the easy one. Uh, the national league will finally use the designated hitter slots instead of the, the pitcher spot for the first time in history. So if you didn't know, um, the, it, the American League has been using designated hitters, which is just a regular hitter for the ninth batter spot. Uh, meanwhile, the National League doesn't. We still use the pitchers. So now both leagues will be even in how, how their batting orders are going to be arranged. What do you think about that, Austin? I think it's great. I think it's great for baseball as a whole. It levels the playing field for both leagues. And I think it's great for me personally as a Dodger fan because our lineup is going to be crazy. So I'm all for it. I, I think the Dodgers, being one of the strongest and deepest teams in baseball, are one of the teams that benefit the most from this, actually, within the National League. Yeah, I agree. Teams that have great depth like us and the Yankees, even the Twins, you know, to an extent. And the Indians too. Just yeah. like any, any team that has like a good hitter that doesn't play every day. Yeah, but see, three out of the four teams that you mentioned right there, or two out of three teams, are American League. So they already do that. Yeah, you're right. Which is kind of an advantage, right? So Yes. Um, but with, uh, with this new rule change, that also means pitchers will probably no longer be hitting anymore. So Hey, but I will say though, I don't know. Clayton Kershaw is a pretty good hitter. He is a good hitter. Um, but I was thinking more of like the silver sluggers, like Granky, who hit over 300 last season. 
um, Madison Bumgarner, who I think he hit like seven home runs in a season before. Yeah, you know? I mean, he's got to be good at hitting. He's not so good at pitching anymore. All right, buddy. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is gonna be a it's gonna be a really interesting year because it's gonna be weird not seeing pitchers come up because it's like when you have pitchers on in the batting rotation, right? Like you are able to pitch around them. You can strategically walk batters or not. But now it's 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 a very straightforward game. You just gotta get the the get the guys out and make sure they don't hit, get on base or anything. You can't spare runners anymore like you used to. Right, and strategies are going to change. And I like you mentioned that because in National League games or even like playoff games where it's National League rules, the if the pitcher spot is coming up, they would batter, they would pitch around that. So if there's like two outs, for example, they could choose to walk the eighth batter and then try to just get the pitcher out because it's an easy out. Right. So legit, there's no easy out anymore in the lineup. And I think that's that's great. That's great for baseball. Unless Austin Barnes is hitting, then it's an easy out. Uh, <laughs> you know, I normally I would argue with you just to argue, but even stats can't back me up on that one. So yeah, poor Austin Barnes. Yeah, but wow, I can't, that's so sad that he was an up and coming catcher, and then he got outshadowed by another up and coming pitcher or catcher. Yep, poor guy. But yeah, overall, it's a good. It's it's about time that the DH came to NL, and we're yeah. excited. And it, it was a long time coming. They were discussing it already, so there's no surprise there, really. Right. Yeah. So I'm just excited for it, dude. Just think about our lineup, okay? So leading off, most likely, Mookie Betts. Um, he didn't do so well during spring training, but mm-hmm. I mean, you'd be a fool not to believe in him. to turn it around and to do really well and in addition to that he just brings a veteran clubhouse presence and then i think aj pollock is sitting out am i correct in thinking that or he was considering that i think there were talks about it but i haven't seen any i remember yeah i saw i read that too that he was thinking about it okay so let me just list off players and there's going to be more than nine (laughs) <laughs> so there's Mookie Betts, Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger, Max Muncy, Corey Seager, and then the up-and-comers, Gavin Lux, Will Smith, mm-hmm. utility guys, Chris Taylor, Kike Hernandez. Right. And right there, that's already 10 people. Right. <laughs> and we need nine spots to fill on a daily basis. And we also have Jock Peterson now. You're still going to see AJ just because of how much we pay him, though. Uh, yeah. I can see that, but it's a 60-game season, and yeah, he. I, I read somewhere he might not play because right. of like his kids and, and his family, so we'll see about that. But needless to say, plethora of talent, more than to go around, and yeah, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be nice. Right. Um, I like how you mentioned the 60-game season because that's the next thing we're gonna talk about. It is a new season. It's a shortened season, obviously, because of Corona. It's a 60-game season. That's obviously uh, the rule that we saw coming because of, you know, we saw if you didn't weren't caught up, the drama between the MLBPA and the, uh, the owners. Um, it's just been a crazy situation, but they agreed on a 60-game season. And I want to run the scenario with you, Austin. Can you see a scenario where the Dodgers don't make the postseason this year? No, they're going to make it. <laughs> For sure? For sure. 
Okay, because so, I, was, I was thinking about this, right? Because every, every year, right? Every year with the Dodgers, they always go on this stupid losing spree, right? In 2017, even though they, they were set to break 110 games, they went on a terrible August, losing 20 games out of like 24 games, right? Right. Uh, in 2018, again, they did the same thing. They lost 17 out of like 18 games in a row. Right. You think of the Dodgers have one of those streaks in this season, it'll knock them out of playoff contention. So regardless of that, the reason why I say yes with such certainty is because of the expanded playoff field. Um, they're going to expand it from 10 teams to 14. Mm-hmm. And that means there's going to be three division winners and four wild card teams. It's going to be, I, there's no way the Dodgers are not going to be a top seven team in the national league record wise. Right. So that's the reason why I say that. In terms of like what you're saying in terms of the streak, I think that's a viable argument. But if you look at when that stretch happened in 2017, that was towards the end of the season, and they basically were checked out. Like they weren't focused. And that's their first World Series run in recent in the recent years, right? So like they didn't really know what to expect. They they were the expectation was they would just cruise and then kill it in the playoffs. Um so that's the reason for that's my explanation for 2017 as for 2018 um, where they went back to the world series they started really slow so i think your argument still applies there um i think they were just on a world series hangover and they underestimated their opponents and yeah they didn't come as focused but then they turned it around and they went on a crazy tear so yeah and they won the division at the 163rd right. game Exactly. So they won the decision on the 163rd game. And then last year, they just started really hot and they just maintained it throughout. Um, so to me, based on how last season went, it seems like they've learned their lesson. They got to be focused every step of the way. And they proved that that's their mentality last season. And I don't expect that to change. If anything, I think that'll be even more so this year because they know what's at stake. They know it's a shortened uh, season. Also, the addition of David Price and Mookie Betts, who have already won a World Series with the Red Sox, they bring a different dynamic to the table. Um, If you read articles about Mookie Betts and uh, the other teammates and players' comments about his leadership on the team, like he's already helping the team to focus. Like, we got to take every game that we can. And he's driving, he's the driving force behind that mentality. So, with those things combined, I don't see the Dodgers not being a top seven team in the National League. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think about that? No, I agree. I just wanted to throw the situation at you. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think there's no way we're going to be worse than the Giants or you know the Padres. Right. So we'll definitely make the postseason. Right. And if we don't, then to blow this team up, yo. Then we'll, yeah, then we'll quit baseball. Yeah, <laughs> we'll <actually laughs> as always. <laughs> But that's how certain we are, I guess. Yes. All right. So another rule change. Uh, I'll just go through the, the short ones first. Uh, then we'll get to the bigger ones after. So the first one is that there was a rule that they were talking about in which a position player, like a first baseman, second baseman, and what, whatnot, um, in order for them to pitch, they would, they would have to be, it would have to be an extra innings or it would have to be a six-run deficit, which is a stupid rule, right? 
that defies the fun of baseball. So that is no longer the case. Uh, okay, can you say that again? That that that's confused me a little bit. Yes. So there was a, pro- a rule proposed, right, for the twenty twenty season, uh, in which Manfred tried to stop position players from pitching. Um, and in order to do that, there was two rules put in place. One, it's it had to be in extra innings with a exhausted bullpen, or two, it had to be a six run gap between the two teams in order for a position player to come in. I think they realized that was a stupid idea, and now a position player can now come and pitch in any time of the game. That's it. That's the rule. <laughs> Wait, so they proposed the rule, but they redacted it because yes. it was stupid? Yes. Okay. And so as long as that player is on the lineup card, right, uh, he can – so whether that means he hits the, the, uh, in the previous inning or whatnot, that means they're free to pitch. Right. Which is good because I love it when position players come in and pitch like Russell Martin. Zero ERA, baby. Exactly, or four innings. Uh, the other one is obviously it's the one where they enforce the unsportsmanlike conduct against people who don't adhere to social distancing after the games. Um, I like is, that. This goes for players and managers. Um, so – if there's any report or any grievance against the players who are not enforcing social distancing, such as going out on parties afterwards or, uh, you know, not reporting directly to their rooms, to the hotels after, then uh, there will be uh, discipline in their actions, so suspensions or fines or whatnot. So I really, I really like that. It makes sure that the players are acting responsibly in this time. Put her up! Now, for the big ones. There is the new three batter minimum rule for pitchers starting this season. If you didn't know before, play pitchers were able to pitch one to one person, and then the manager was able to take them out in exchange for a new pitcher. Now you can't. The pitcher must face a minimum of three batters in order to be removed from the game, or unless that's base runner reaches base, then they can take them out. What do you think about this, Austin? I have mixed feelings about it. I have mixed feelings about it because (laughs) I feel like, man, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think one of the Dodgers' strength this year is actually the bullpen (laughs) because of its depth. Oh, I see what you mean. Yes. Um, which is surprising because people would argue multiple points throughout the previous seasons that it was one of our weaknesses, actually. But the signings of like Jimmy Nelson, Blake Trainin, I think it shores up our bullpen a little bit. And with the and coming up of like, yep, Gratterall, and then the come up of Dustin May, Tony Consolin, they showed a lot of potential last year and had a lot of success at the big league level. Right. So, there's a lot of pieces that we can work with every game. And I like that aspect of baseball that some, I understand if some other people don't, if they're all about pace of play and they want it to be more quote unquote exciting and faster paced. I understand that. So a part of me really likes it um, or is kind of saddened by it. But at the same time, I'm really excited about it too, because the Dodgers lineup is just so stacked. And if you put someone in there, like we're going to have 
we're going to be able to put three batters together to counter that reliever most likely. And so if you looked at, like, for example, the national strategy um, against the Dodgers last season in the NLDS, they rotated their pitchers like crazy against the Dodgers based on the matchups. But mm-hmm. teams won't be able to do that anymore. And therefore, it'll be more predictable as to what teams can throw at us. And I think that makes us all the more dangerous with our offense. So it's kind of like give and take. But overall, I really like it. I like it because I think it'll just add a different type of feel to the game. Because I agree. Like sometimes it's way too slow and it drags out the game way too much if like you switch out a pitcher like every single batter. Right. So yeah. I don't know. Do you like the rule? Eh, I'm also mixed about it. Also, also know that this doesn't completely get rid of the loogie or the rugi, right? For example, in a situation, if it's two outs, you can bring in a new pitcher. If he gets, if he finishes the inning, then and then take him on. They can take him out in the next inning. So that technically is still a loogie or rugi. Oh, so at the end of the inning, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in two out situations, yeah. Yes, so it's perfectly fine. Yeah, uh, but the thing is. So the rule is that you have to face three batters minimum, right? So you, yes. if you come in at the beginning, you have to either finish the inning or, or give up a single or a base hit. But even if you give up a base hit, like if it's your first batter, don't you have to face two more batters minimum? Like you have to face three batters minimum. Oh, yes. You have to face three batters. Yes. I see. So, yeah. yeah. So I like uh, that rule. I like it. Okay. Uh, this also eliminates. If you don't remember, <laughs> do you remember the twenty the twenty eighteen uh, NL, NLCS against the Brewers? The Brewers pulled this really scummy move against the Dodgers, which I respect now. But remember, they put in that one pitcher, and the Dodgers changed their whole lineup so it'd be left-handed hitting, and they switched that pitcher so it'd be so that the, it, they would have the uh, the pitcher advantage. Oh yeah, was it? Uh... Forgot the guy's name. Wait, wasn't it a right-handed pitcher? Brandon Woodruff or something, but I don't know. Um, yeah, it was. A, I think it was right-handed. Oh, okay. It was one of the honors, but I remember it was super scummy. Yeah. But super smart. Amazing, though. He did amazing. Yeah, that was a really good move by uh, yeah. Craig, Craig Council. Yeah. Yes. So. And honestly, I, I wasn't mad about that. Like, I was glad we were in the NLCS at that point. I didn't expect us to go to the World Series, to be oh, honest. Oh, yeah, I agree. But... Yeah, we're never going to see a play like that again now because of this rule. Yeah. Which sucks. All right, now it's time for the rule, which I think is so bogus. This is the, the extra innings rule. There's no official word for it. Um, I'm laughing because I don't even – this is the rule that I don't even know, but yes. Josh wanted me to react to it. But yes. to see his disdain for it, I'm really curious as to what it is. So the new rule is this. If the game reaches extra innings, the inning will st- whether whatever half of the inning it is, it will start off with a base runner on second base. That's the rule. The base runner is going to be the the person who was out or was the last out of the last inning. So, for example, if Max Muncy in the ninth inning struck out, in the tenth inning he will be the base runner at second base. That's the rule. Okay. So it's to, I think, it's to make extra inning games go faster. I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay 
my initial reaction is I think I'm okay with someone starting on second. All right. Actually, regardless, I I don't know if I'm okay with someone starting on second, but either first or second. So let's just say I assume that. So that part of it is okay. But to say that the last person who got out is on base, that's kind of weird, isn't it? Oh, yeah, that's super weird. Like, you're getting rewarded for getting out in a game that has upped its stakes once it goes to extra innings. I, that part of the rule is kind of weird. I feel like just how it's formatted, I feel like they haven't thought it through. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not really a reward since both teams benefit from it. Right. But I, I, this is just such a weird rule. It's just like it, it just gives an advantage to the team that has a faster player that got out at the ninth inning or the extra inning or whatever. Like that, yeah, and, and it's, it's like unfair. Yes. Rather than, you know, it takes extra base hits or a single. Right. To like, you know, start up a rally in the extra innings. All it's gonna take to end an extra inning now is a base hit. Right. So it's not fun. Eh, some people think it's fun because I know, especially in LA where we have a very fast uh, business life where right. people go to work early the next morning. Right. It makes sense that they want to make, like, make sure that they can enjoy the game. But at the same time, man, it's like this game is slowly becoming more and more different from right. when okay. I had as a kid. So how about this idea? I have an alternative, Josh. So I think we both agree. We, I kind of don't like it. Like, I don't think I'm as strongly opinionated as you, and you really don't like it, but hear me out on this suggestion. So, what if you can have someone start on second? Yeah. But you start with two outs. <laughs> or you can choose. You can have someone start on first and start with two, one out. Or no one on base and you have all three outs to work with. That's so gimmicky. That's such a gamble. Right? But Oh dude, my goodness. I feel like if you're going to add an element of where someone's on second base and no one and there's zero outs, like someone is going to score. Like so many games are going to end in the 10th inning. But part of the excitement of extra inning games is how long you're like in your mind, you're like, how long is this going to go? And as, as someone who follows, like the excitement just grows every inning. So, dude, this is not football or we can, oh, do you want to score one point right now or two points? Or you take that gamble? No, no, but think about it though. Because if there's two outs and someone's in scoring position, it's like, oh, I have to get this hit. This will put pressure on the first person who comes up to bat. If, if there's someone that starts a second with two outs, right? Wait, so which team makes that bet? The opposing team or the team that's about to hit? The team that's about to hit can choose. Oh, I don't know, man. I just rather just play the game like normal, man. I, I would too. But are we trying to gimmick the extra innings? But you don't think that'd be a fun idea, though? I mean, if you think so, but I can totally. I want to see a scenario if this ever does come into play. Manfred, if you're listening, you're probably not because you don't know we exist. But he doesn't listen to his own players either. It's okay. Oh, you're right. Um, but <laughs> this is not a bad idea. Because I would love to see a scenario where both teams just put a man on second with two outs and we go to like the 23rd inning or something. 
<laughs> I would watch that. Oh my gosh. It'd still be like a four hour game. Yeah. Or if we take a gimmick to the next level, you have to make a position player pitch. Oh my gosh. No, okay, no, I, you, you lost me. This is not baseball anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, that's my um, that's the new rule that's going to be starting this season. Uh, any yeah. extra innings? Ah, oh, man, I, I I don't know. It is. I'm just so upset because I don't want to see. I don't want to see like baseball turning into something that like is gimmicky, right? Yeah. It's not like why would you gimmick a sport? So Unless, that's that's another problem though. It's like. That's that's a good question. Why would they do this, right? And I think both you and I know how bad of a state baseball is in right now in terms of its popularity. Um, I I think I would argue it's declining as America's pastime. Like basketball has, I think, overtaken baseball. Football is obviously the king in America. So they're just doing whatever they can to increase viewership, in my opinion. Uh, well, all right. But anyways, yeah. So, so here's a philosophical question for you, Josh. If baseball keeps adding these types of rules where it's very gimmicky and it's no longer reflective of the type of game that it was originally was and how it was meant to be played, mm-hmm. but it grew in popularity and it sustained baseball forever. Would you rather have that and watch that version of MLB or would you want to try to keep it? I don't want to say purist because obviously there have been adaptations that have been good, but minimize the amount of changes that we're making to cater towards non-fans or the casual fan and watch it as is. But it's going to die in like 10 years. Yeah. Uh, well, in that situation, as there's one thing that I think is like super sacred in baseball, right? And that is don't touch the nine positions on the field, okay? So no gimmick that like, oh, if in this, in this weird case, you can have a 10th position player, right? If that ever comes to that, God Wait, help who, me, I will quit baseball. They, they would never do that, though. Yeah. They want to increase scoring, not defense. Right. Or, or, and then the opposite way, you take out a fielder, right? Because like, it's like a hockey penalty. So you can only have eight pe- people on the field. Oh, I'd be down for that. No! <laughs> <laughs> don't touch the, not the position players. That, being, that, that too, don't change like hitting. You can, if you can keep those things, right? In terms of what I see, mean by hitting, I mean, you know, like three balls or no, four balls, three strikes. It's a it's a bat that you're hitting with, not like you're gonna switch to aluminum because it's harder to hit or it's easier to hit with aluminum. If you're Sammy Sosa, you could just put a cork in your bat. Was he caught for corking? Yeah, his bat broken. There was a cork in it. Oh wow, what a scumbag! But anyways, yeah. Does I keep all those things good? I, I if it grows baseball, I might be for it. I might not be happy, but I'll still watch it. Yeah, that's the new rules for the season. So, have fun, guys. Yeah. So, that was a fun discussion. I can see why you're so perturbed, though. Yeah, it's a stupid rule, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I personally, I just want to see baseball. So, I don't think I'm as turned off by that. So, 
yeah, but I understand your frustration. Special order. All right, so the next thing that we want to uh, address is there have uh, since the MLB announced that it is coming back, there are players who just like the M- NBA where there are players opting out of the NBA season, there are players who are opting out of this year's MLB season. And they're not like, you know, no names. Ryan Zimmerman is there, the last year's World Series uh, champion. Um, Ian Desmond from the Rockies. Like, these are like, ta- like pretty important players that are deciding not to play this year because of Corona and also because of the racial tension going on. Um, so, yeah. What do you think about that, Austin? Thoughts? Yeah, did you hear that Mike Trout is sitting out too? Is Mike Trout really sitting out? No, I'm just kidding. I thought you'd be more surprised by it. No, because I I wouldn't be surprised because he has talked about not coming back. Yeah, because of his family. Right. But, but oh, man, dude, his contract though. That okay, 48, now you're making me doubt it. Now I need to watch it. That 48 million a year, dude, you can't, you can't not come play baseball after that. But, no, there's no, no news. But, yeah, yeah. those players are still not going to come back. Ian Desmond. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman, Mike Leak. Yeah, and there's probably more, right? Those are the ones that this this ESPN article reported on. Yeah, I feel like I I feel like that that number that list is only going to grow over time because the Toronto Blue Jays boot camp the other week they had like three players test positive, and so they had to shut down their training like program or something right. like that. So, but as long as it's contained, I don't know. So what do I think about them sitting out? I think it's great for them. I think it's up to them. It's their choice. Just like any other employee at any other company, if they're still employed, they have a choice to take a leave of absence for, I think you're granted that in the midst of a pandemic. Yes. (laughs) Where you're considering not just the good of your family but the greater good of society so i have zero issue with that yeah i agree too um but it's also because we talked about this earlier that we're skeptical that baseball will come back and what austin said about the blue jays camp being shut down man it only took three people to shut that that place down and i wrote an article about this a while ago when baseball first announced they were coming back um there are over 10,000 people who go into making sure a baseball game operates. So how many of those does it take to like shut it down? Well, this case only took three, you know, how, and with all the testing that they said supposedly will be going on, like how effective will that be? We don't know. And yeah, we're really skeptical about it coming back because Rudy Gobert announced, like he tweeted recently that, Dude, he got it way back when it first started, back in, like, March. But he's still feeling the effects of it right now. So, dude, it's not a, like a... It's still out there, dude. Corona's still going on. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see the structure or infrastructure that the MLB has in place if players... When players test positive and at what rate, because... 
it's inevitable. There's going to be players that test positive with how many people are involved in getting a baseball game going. So, yeah, I that's why I'm skeptical as well. And, like, even though I'm excited, my hopes aren't as high. And also, I'm, I'm totally understanding of players that don't want to play. Agreed. So, no, no hate against these guys. Um, yeah. Respect their decisions. Right. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if some Dodgers decided to – stop as well because in LA it's pretty getting pretty bad too so yeah just a tough situation to be in for baseball uh but you were talking about um taking a leave of absence right right that kind of want to I want to kind of segue that to the next issue that's been that occurred recently to one of our own Dodgers um Andrew Tolls last season took a leave of absence um and he told the organization that he would be returning because of personal reasons, the Dodgers obliged, and he hadn't returned back to camp. Uh, last week, it was found out that Andrew Tolles was jailed in Florida after sleeping behind a Florida airport. And his sister came out with a very emotional um, news, news statement. Apparently, so his sister, Megan, Morgan Tolles, told the people that he's been missing for about a year and a half from his family. He's been in and out of mental hospitals. Um, He's been arrested in Hong Kong, apparently Uh, getting there, losing his passport and robbing a gas station for food. Yeah, man, Andrew Tolles has been going through a lot and it's kind of sad to see that because dude, just four years ago, he was like the up and comer that we're going to use every day for our left field. So yeah, dude. I, I don't know, man. I'm still. I'm. St- I feel like so broken by like this story because you know, like, remember, like the story that they told about him in the grocery store, right? Yeah, dude. He was. Um. He was baseball's like Cinderella story. Yeah, and I honestly remember the moment that sticks with me with Andrew Tolls in terms of his baseball playing career with the Dodgers was when he hit that grand slam against the Rockies. Do you remember that? Where he, it was a go-ahead grand slam. Oh, yeah. That, that's like one of his, that's his first week back, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was 2016, I think. Yes, it was 2016. And we were, I think that was another season where we like kind of started off slow where we hit like a, yeah. And we were kind of behind the Rockies a little bit that year. But that was like a crucial game in the division race. And he basically won that game for us. Hit a grand slam in the ninth and saved us. Yeah, he hit over 300 for the last month he played with us. And he hit over 300 in the postseason too. Yeah. And so as a player, like he definitely had a lot of potential and still does. He's young. But man, yeah, I was wondering what was happening with him because he was included on the roster last year too, but nowhere to be found. I thought it was just injury because he's been injured for some time. Yes. But... Yeah, as you mentioned, I guess this Florida thing wasn't the first case and it happened before with Hong Kong. So I'm wondering how the Dodgers have been handling it with him. But it's cool to see. I don't know. I hope they're treating him well and doing right by him. But it's it's nice to see they didn't just throw him out in the wind and they kept him on the team. Yeah, uh, 
completely agree, right? That's that's the that was the thing. Like, why would why are we keeping a, a for, an extra spot for Andrew, even though he like he's never played a game like the last four years or three years? But you know, what? I'm really glad that we kept him because that's like the underrated thing that baseball doesn't talk about. It's the mental, right? And you know, I'm not gonna say exactly what what Andrew Tolls has. I'm not gonna you know make any claims, but you know, they did they the article does say that he's been dealing with mental health ever since he was drafted. So Yeah. It, yeah, it's just a really sad thing to see. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think it's like it makes sense. Like I'd be surprised if an average player didn't struggle with some degree of mental illness. Um obviously like it's not as severe for some people and like it's not always diagnosed per se. But just thinking of all the pressure that it takes to get to a certain level in professional sports, like you got to be top notch every step of the way and baseball even more so because like unlike basketball where you kind of know if you're going to make the NBA like by a certain time and you can kind of be realistic with yourself and give up on your dream. Like baseball is not really like that because there's the whole minor league system and you can always catch a big break if you've been in the game long enough. And so these players are constantly grinding from like high school, even into college. And then once they get drafted as well, and that will only like create more and more pressure and say you do enough to stay at the big league level. If once you stop underperform, once you start underperforming, like your contract isn't guaranteed unless you've, you're like a star. And so you're always, you always have the risk of being sent back down to the minor league. So like, there's that pressure is always there and it keeps growing even with success. So I, I think it's, yeah, I, I agree. It's a totally underrated part of the game that I don't think a lot of people realize goes into baseball. Yeah. And I think also too, people don't realize that we see these guys on TV, right? We think, Oh, he's pretty, he must be well off He He's an athlete. He's getting paid to do what he wants to do, but Dude, like, so many athletes who aren't stars, Andrew Toll being one of them, and another one that comes to mind is, like, Jeremy Lin, right? Like, these guys who, um, they just play the game because they, cause they love it, but they don't get rewarded for it, right? So, and then people say, like, oh, but he probably has money, or he, he's probably well off, but it's like, dude, no. Like money doesn't make you happy, dude. <laughs> Straight right, up. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, dude. Prayers up for Andrew. You know, we really I know. I, I it was heartbreaking to hear that he's basically homeless. Yeah, and you know what's heartbreaking too is that um, even though he was arrested, his family still doesn't know where he is because someone paid his bail. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So he's still missing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so MLB, this is another chance for you to take a stand against, well, or not against, <laughs> but take a stand with mental health. Um, you know, make it, stop making it a private issue. No, this is a public issue that players face. And Andrew Tolls is unfortunately a victim of that. Yeah. All right, guys, that's the end of today's episode. But before we go, we just want to make one special announcement for the rest of the 2020 season. 
Yeah, so Josh and I have been discussing what our plans are for the Piazza Delivery Boy blog slash podcast. And up to this point, we haven't had too much content because the MLB season has been postponed. But now that it's on track to get back, if the season does actually follow through, then from now on, we're going to be holding off on doing more baseball movie reviews. But we're going to be focusing more on the MLB season and the Dodger team that we all love so dearly. So our plan is the content that we're going to push out is going to be more centered around the Dodgers and what's going on in the MLB. And for our podcast, we're going to do a season check-in every 10 games. So there's going to be a total of 60 regular season games and every 10 games as a sort of checkpoint, we're going to evaluate how the Dodgers are doing in the season and cover any major news within the MLB that has happened during that time. So yeah, that's our plan going forward. And if you have any suggestions for what you want us to write about or if you want us to talk about, then feel free to comment or email us. And yeah, that's basically it. Do you have anything else to add, Josh? Uh, so anyone who's listening, to all our listeners out there, uh, thank you for staying with us during this time. Uh, I know it's, it's been getting kind of weird with the content we've been giving out, but uh, all of this to say is we've been stalling out for when baseball finally would come back. And so we're here to give you the content that you guys deserve. But with that said, of course, the Dodgers are going to win it all. This is the year. Let's get it. All right, let's get it.